Hey everyone, and welcome to our very special podcast edition uh, talking about Spi- Marvel's Spider-Man for PS4. I almost said Spider-Man PS4, but I get in trouble because that's technically not the actual name of the game. So, uh, <laughs> so thanks for joining everyone. Uh, we're going to be doing our spoiler cast today talking uh, pretty much all about the game. So uh, just as your official spoiler warning, if you have not played through all most or of the main story of Marvel Spider-Man, uh, this is the wrong podcast to listen to. So come back to it after you finish the, the main story of the game, and we'll talk about some side stuff as well. Uh, so joining me today, we have the amazing Joel Tavares. Hey, everybody. What's going on? We have the spectacular Steven Santana. What up? Uh, also joining us, we have your friendly neighborhood, Tomas Franzizi. Hey, everyone. And uh, what's another Spider-Man? Uh, 29- and then uh, you have me, your Ryan2099. I know that's not the best one I could have picked, but it's the one I could think of off the top of my head for other Spider-Man comics. Um, anyway, so uh, we're your panel today talking about Marvel Spider-Man. Uh, so let's kind of just go into the game because pretty much everyone on the DualShocker staff has been playing this game and finished it at this point. Um, so what's everyone's sort of initial thoughts and reactions to Marvel Spider-Man and did it live up to your expectations for the game? So uh, Joel, do you want to get, uh, get us started? Uh, yeah, sure. So um, I I thought it not only lived up to expectations, I think it, it actually exceeded uh, some for, for, my, for, at least for me. Um, the swinging, obviously, I think that's a huge highlight. Uh, they, they nailed it. And I, I know we're going to go into detail with it. But um, yeah, I, I, it was, you know, I think it had a long PR cycle, right, from, from reveal. I think we had like two years. Well, I think range. it was E3 2016 was when they revealed it. Yeah. I think it was around yeah. then. So it's been over yeah. two years. Yeah, so we had a long, a pretty long cycle from re- reveal to release. Um, but honestly, you know, Insomniac Games, hats off to that team because uh, I came away very, very impressed. But I, I will say, um, I think, like, just as, as fans of, of video games, I think that we do give, like, a, a little, like, buffer point, maybe point and a half uh, for, for, like, comic titles. Um, I think just because of the nostalgia factor and, and how near and dear like these characters are to mm-hmm. us. But but overall, uh, yeah, I was just very pleased with, with, with what I played and how it all came out and came together. Awesome. Yeah. And uh, Stephen, what did you think? Uh, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I find it a very solid game. Uh, I have like some very small minor issues with it. But overall, I really enjoyed playing it. It, it really didn't get tiresome as far as the open world until the very end when I was just chasing the platinum, uh, because otherwise <laughs> it actually was surprising at how well it kind of balanced the variety and the uh, uh, amount of like side content that there is in that game to engage with. Awesome. Yeah. And uh, Tomas? Yeah. Like, like Steven said, I have a couple small problems with it, but I mean, it's, it's probably one of the best games I've played this year. Definitely top three, but... Uh, it's just it's amazing that you can tell the uh, developers were super passionate about the character and the world and they took the best elements of like several different universes put them all into one and just even the writing and the structure you could tell they really put in their research and like dedicated themselves to every part of it and it's one of the first games in a while that i can play and feel like 10 minutes has passed when it's been an hour so like and it's been a while since like a game's been able to do that for me so I really enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's definitely, like, something that, that you touched on that I love about this game. And, like, I, I was pretty blown away by Spider-Man. Like, I think it might it might be my favorite game of the year so far. I mean, we'll have to see what, what happens with Red Dead when that comes out. But Spider-Man's definitely going to be, like, toward the top of my, my sort of game of the year list. I loved the attention to detail and sort of the, the, the passion they put into making this character. And really, it's, like, probably the best comic book game we've gotten since the Arkham, the Arkham games for Batman. Um, and yeah, like you guys said, like there's like some small nitpicks I kind of have with some of the gameplay side of things mostly, but I think just the level of detail and attention and polish that they, that Insomniac put into this game really kind of, uh, makes me overlook any of the, the small sort of nitpicks that I have with, with the game. Um, so with that said, we're going to, we'll, uh, we'll kind of go now into the sort of gameplay and the, the, you know, those elements of the game before we get into the more story specific stuff. So just, um, we get, let's talk about sort of Spider-Man and, and how Insomniac sort of recreated his abilities because he's a character that has a lot of really cool, you know, unique powers, like obviously swinging and stuff like that. Um, so what did you guys think as far as this game making you feel like Spider-Man? Uh, so Joel, do you want to start us off? Yeah, um, and and that sense of like just that sense of like true freedom in in the game in the game's world, um, and, and you know what, like one thing that I I personally love about video games in general um, is when they capture like New York City, and 
the I, I think Spider-Man as much as the stories about Spider-Man, Parker, his family, and and you know his trials and tribulations. I think it's also about New York, and that's why you know I I, I was a big fan of the Homecoming films, and like I feel like that's just like a big piece of it, and the way they they captured that all together, that made the character more come to come more to life if that mm-hmm. makes sense even like reading like the character bios and finding out like i was reading uh like uh all, all the character bios with my son because that's why i played through i played through my oldest with luke and like you know it's like oh so and so's from staten island he's like dad that's where, we're, where we live there <laughs> and like you know all those like cool like little connections it just brought me closer to the game and i felt you know it, it was like i was it, it was really like the, the experience that i had wanted i love the way they captured the city that that meant that that just made it that much better. Yeah, yeah. and that's that's something really feeling like Spider Man, like say like neighborhood, like like the neighborhood Spider Man, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think because like Spider Man is such like a relatable character because like he's not a billionaire, he's just kind of an average, you know, sort of person that got put into an extraordinary situation, and you know that that's something that I really love about this uh, this game and sort of what they captured is they made him feel like even the fact that like at one point in the story he like he can't pay his rent, like is just like the the things that they made him so personable and relatable is really cool and a, a great part of what I think works so well with this game. Uh, Tomas, you were going to say something? Uh, yeah, I was just saying that the game did a great job of establishing its world through some of the uh, side content as well. Like those backpacks you find, mm-hmm. they add so much depth. Like when you just kind of find like electrician gloves and he's like, oh, I used these the first time I fought Electro. Like just small things like that give the world... Because the game, I mean, we'll get into this later, but it, it's surprisingly reserved with, like, how it uses its characters and villains and stuff. Mm-hmm. But through stuff like that, it really, when you go into it, it feels like a living world that's existed with other stuff in it. And even in, like, the bios and the uh, and the side quests and the uh, collectibles, like, it, it, they, Insomniac just did a really good job of uh, realizing the world. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know what's cool is that Tomas, he's bringing up the backpacks, right? And like just that one backpack in particular, because I remember picking it up. Um, I, I feel like the backpacks, that that like piece of it, you they add to the game as you're playing it, but you can actually like la- like leave those for the end, and I think you appreciate them more because like Spider-Man has like this banter with Electro and Rhino and and all the guys that get out of the uh, the raft. Right. And and like they, they're going back and forth. And obviously there's history. And obviously, if you're a Spider-Man fan, you know that there's history. But going back and like picking up the backpacks and like and 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 adding that that layer to it, it I think it made it even that much better. And I don't know. That was just me with the with the whole backpack piece. Yeah. And I actually the backpacks were actually the first thing I did pretty much like right after I did like the first story mission or two. I just went around getting all the backpacks. And I thought that was really cool how like they were like the, sort of the basic like collectibles that you'd find in most other games. But like they did have those nice little bits of story that sort of helped flesh out Spider-Man as a character. So they weren't just like go collect 50 random backpacks drawn around New York City. Um so yeah, and then uh, just another thing I think to touch on is the uh, sort of the way that they integrated Spider-Man's abilities in the combat. Uh, what did you guys think sort of about how the... Because the combat obviously is very similar to the the Batman Arkham style of, of combat. So uh, what did you guys think about that and how they integrated it into the game? I thought it was it was good. It's, it's honestly like I've seen it get a bit of flack from some people, but I think if you look at it just at a basic level, it isn't anything too impressive. But when you look at the amount of uh, options you end up having, like, especially once you've, like, maxed out everything with skill points, like, there's just, you can, like, jump off a wall into a guy and then, like, web the other one. Like, there's just, there's so many different aspects you can do. And so, like, I just, I'm the, the combat and animation teams, like, excelled in it because if you can look at it and just say, like, oh, it's a generic action game. But if you go in and, uh, like, pick the time to learn everything you can do, it you can do some like really awesome and stuff only uh spider-man could do yeah and as joel put in our chat he said gadgets were too much for my dad reflexes and i said i think if there's something i think i would nitpick about spider-man is the fact that like i like the combat and i think it works pretty well especially because i love the fact that spider-man is so mobile and he can close the gap between enemies really easily which i think is great especially for the amount of um people that you're generally fighting at a time i did feel like maybe there were a little bit too many options like i feel like it was just like i kind of just kind of used the same maneuvers over and over again just because it was like a lot of the stuff was kind of complex and it was hard to remember like oh i can do this and that and it was just maybe a little I, bit too much like you know you, you know what i i think would have would have made gadgets more fulfilling to use would have been you know how like you bring up the gadgetry by holding l1 right the gadget yeah. circle it should have just been like hold l1 pick the gadget and then he just throws it like i think there was it, that extra like 
hold L1, pick the gadget, hold L2, then talk. Like, I thought that was, like, too much. Yeah. And that was crazy because there's so much going on. Yeah. It should have just been, like, let me just select it and, and like, out of the animation, he should have just, like, said, you know what, here's a here's a web bomb or whatever that, you yeah. know, whatever you threw because I, threw, I, I felt like really, too much. I really didn't use the gadgets, like, at all other than, like, the times the game specifically makes you use them in fights. But otherwise, it was mostly just kind of zipping I, around and punching I, people. Yeah. And, the I, impact I, webs are really helpful, helpful when you're uh, doing the uh, crimes and stuff because that's one that, like, especially if you fully upgrade it, like, you can just uh it's, yes. it's it's really good though like web enemies to a wall yeah, yeah i feel like the, 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 challenge, the, the fighting challenges like if you want to get you know three challenge tokens you you'd like need to learn how to use gadgets to do like quick takedowns mm -hmm. um but i felt like it was like too much oh like, it's just a little too much i feel like the curve could should have been there for like you know if you wanted it to be that kind of intense but it, it, it that that one piece of combat everything else about the combat just felt so good and then that one piece i always felt like i was like like a that was like the only like hesitation yeah throughout the times that i was fighting and i think it's uh, like the, the the combat the really the only other thing i didn't necessarily love was just that like i think it was just too easy for your fights to get very overwhelming between the amounts of enemies you have to fight at a time especially when you start getting the enemies that have very specific ways to beat them like i posted this in the chat last night when i was playing but like i hated fighting those demon sword guys and whip guys because they just like you, you know they basically dodge all your attacks unless you either like they you dodge their attack and then they, they have a weakness opening but like but then when i would try to take them out i would have guys shooting at me off screen messing up my animation and i couldn't take them out so i think there were just like sometimes where the combat didn't quite flow as well as i hoped it would but other than that i i, I you know over, overall i didn't mind it as much um the, yeah steven the only oh, the only area Sorry, yeah. of uh combat uh, that didn't work as well for me was the stealth i felt like it kind of <laughs> like it was it was good but i just felt like it kind of pushed you into combat when you tried to do stealth like, yeah. like if you were in one of those like uh like hideouts like you could stealth the first one but then i don't know if i was just messing up but every time i'd like kill everybody in the first wave no, that was actually something that I noticed was that okay, like yeah. if you yeah if you do the first wave and stealth all the guys, it automatically makes you fight all of them in just regular combat. And I, I at yeah. first I thought I was doing something wrong, but it actually was just the game forcing you into combat, which I wasn't necessarily a huge, huge fan of. But then again, there would be like five hundred guys roped webbed around the the building, so it probably wouldn't have made much sense either. Um, Steven, did you have anything you wanted to add about just sort of the combat? What you thought? Uh, yeah, I really, I really enjoyed the combat. I, I liked that I was kind of using more combos and moves than I do in other sort of action adventure games that have, you know, like a heavy sort of focus, like a, you know, like the Devil May Cry games where you know there's a very heavy focus on doing like specific combo moves and stuff like that. And I usually really stick with the basics, uh, like God of War as well. Right. But in this yeah. game, I was actually really, I was really finding it fun to like. Uh, memorize the different moves that you can do, whether it's uppercutting somebody and then webbing them and throwing them into somebody, or continuing like, a combo, or going into like a web swing, and like the different, like all the different sort of variations you could take the simple punch uh, and like kind of implement it in different ways. I really like that. Uh, I do think the gadgets were really underutilized and unnecessary for a majority of the game. Uh, like Tom, uh, Tomas said, the uh, impact web, when you upgrade that to mm -hmm. Uh, max it is a really really fun thing to use because you will hit somebody and they will go flying across the <laughs> screen and as soon as they hit something they just get instantly uh web to it and it's great because if you use that in uh coordination with one of the passive skills that basically every time you do a finisher it will reload one of your gadget uh sort of like uh I guess inventory spots or whatever. Yeah. So if you have impact webs and you basically are finishing everybody with the impact webs, it's basically you'll impact them, web them up, and then get another one. So you never run out. Yeah. Uh, until yeah. of course you run into the sort of characters that will. I don't know. There's like there's like a really weird way they play fast and loose because like the sable guys uh, sometimes will like be immune to the impact web or the other gadgets as well, and that was a little annoying because the sable guys were really hard to fight uh, as far as like the four different factions that they have they were like the hardest and the most frustrating yeah but otherwise i really enjoyed the combat i really liked the stealth when it wasn't uh like when it was very specifically like hey here is a scenario in a story sequence or a side mission sequence that is very much like hey if you want to stealth it you can i really enjoyed those sections especially yeah. the ones with the challenge because of those i really enjoyed trying to get through it like just as quick as possible just like uh either distracting somebody and then webbing them up and then using triangle to do like the instant pull and uh knock them out that was really fun, uh, and I really I liked combat a lot. I don't think I like I don't think I ever really got tired of it until maybe the end. I think it was weird how like every time you would get into a crime, there would be like 
10 people that would show up. Like, whenever you would bust a drug thing, it yeah. would be like, oh, here's 10 guys. Like, <laughs> They, they just have like a clown car of like drug drug dealers like come out and just start pouring out to the streets like <laughs> yeah it was really weird when that would happen but otherwise i really i like the combat throughout the game yeah, yeah i love when when the guy got kidnapped and then he's like there's the people that did it and you turn around and it's like 20 guys yeah, <laughs> <standing> <laughs> yeah and i think like steven said like i, I did i actually like the stealth sequences a lot like i think they make sense for for spider-man just in the the range of abilities that he has and but i did like them i think a bit more in like the sort of specific uh situations in the story where like especially like the grand central scene where he's like zipping around taking out all the guys before that was was really awesome um, before we start getting into the, uh, the characters and sort of the story-specific stuff, uh, one thing that I also love about this game is just the fact that there's so many different Spider-Man suits you can unlock and sort of and mm. earn and wear. Uh, so, quick question is, what was everyone's favorite suit that they uh, they wore through the game? The vintage comic suit. That was the one. As soon as I unlocked that, that was the one I wore. That was yeah. That was the one that I used for the whole game. Was I just used sort of the classic like you know blue and uh, blue and red red suit. Yeah, my my eyes were set on the comic book one, like the cel shaded one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but and you don't get that until like the end of the game is the problem. Dude, I was, I, like... was I I like my son was loving like every suit. I think his favorite was the skull one. He's really into like dark things. I yeah. don't know if I have to watch out for that. <laughs> uh, but but um he was like huge into the skull one, but like I was like I just kept seeing people posting up those the amps- yeah in the in that suit and i was like i need that suit i need that suit so we kept working and working and working. i think it was like level 41 yeah um, i just unlocked but, uh, it i think yeah. it's like you basically get it toward the end of the game which yeah sucks. i know and and i loved that suit so much but the iron spider suit was really really dope yeah and i used it, the metal spider suit for a little bit too that's a that's a cool yeah. one yeah um and, and yeah the octo suit i think was really cool obviously that's an end game suit but uh go ahead tom yeah, I like the uh, Scarlet Spider Ben Riley one. Oh um, yeah, yeah. I was yeah no, I liked the suits that were in the game. I was actually a bit disappointed because I felt like they went with a lot of variations of like metal. Yeah, suits. that was kind of like yeah. when I started seeing people posting screenshots and stuff like that. Like I didn't know how many suits were actually in the game, so I was like, oh, this is cool. There's so many different like, suits, but like actually playing the game, like it's not a ton. There's like I don't know yeah. twenty twenty five something like that. And I was actually mm-hmm. most disappointed that they didn't have the symbiote, the black uh, suit. I was really looking forward I, to getting I, that one. I understand that one because it's more uh, story related. But I mean, like even I think uh, Logan did an editorial on uh, the suits he wanted to see in the game, and there were some like pretty iconic ones that didn't make it in yeah i can understand a bit weird i can understand for story reasons not including it i just think like it seemed like such an obvious one because it's like a really cool iconic suit for him and and you know i think if they were willing to put spider punk in this game i feel like they could have given us like yeah we didn't have a we we didn't have amazing bag man no there were like four iterations on the like Iron Spider Mark yeah. One, Mark yeah, Two. Yeah, I think there were too many of of that type of suit, like those metallic looking. Yeah, and then ones, like but... yeah, the one that I thought was weird too is that they had like two Spider Man twenty ninety nine suits. Like yeah. basically, when yeah, they yeah. would repeat the same suit, like they were they were all like well designed and cool and had cool abilities. But I was just kind of like, did we need two Spider Man twenty ninety nine suits when you could have put like something else in there? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, cool. So with that, let's start kind of going into the the more story focused stuff. Uh, but let, let's start with the characters first. So obviously, if we're going to go into the characters, we need to talk about um, Peter Parker and sort of Spider Man and the way that the game uh, sort of portrays them as two. Like obviously they're the same person, but the the way that the game sort of portrays them as two different characters. So what did you guys think about the the way that uh, Marvel Spider Man depicts Peter Parker and Spider Man as characters? So good, so good. It was just they they nailed the character like. It was. I was just very impressed with uh, everything. Yeah, absolutely. And I yeah, think, like, yeah, the voice acting was great. The, like, and just just his personality and uh, like how he would interact with people and how nice he was. Like, yeah, like the, it just they really got the core of the character, and you could tell that uh, like everybody on the writing team at Insomniac like loved the character and knew what they were doing. Yeah, and especially because like the fact that um, th- this version of Peter Parker and Spider Man, like he's been Spider Man for about eight, eight years or eight, so. Yeah. So years. he so he has a little bit of history. Of the character, it's not like Homecoming or you know the uh, the previous Spider Man movies where it's the origin story, like where he's kind of finding his footing as Spider Man, and you know he's he's been in the, the the part for a couple of years, and I think it was it was actually interesting. I think to like 
be playing the game and sort of figure out his relationships with these other characters, like just from sort of the environmental and the uh, storytelling of the game and sort of how, you know, finding out his relationship with, uh, you know, Mary Jane and, and all these other characters. Um, and I actually like, even though like playing a Spider-Man is, is super awesome and fun just because of how cool character he is. Like I actually love the Peter Parker stuff, I think was some of the strongest stuff in the game where you sort of just focused on him and his relationships with these other characters. Yeah, his relationship with Mary Jane, I think, was my favorite part, simply because it was very reminiscent of my own relationship with my girlfriend, uh, where there were periods of time where it was kind of like a broken up, but we still want to be together sort of thing. And that was very much what the Mary Jane Peter Parker thing was like, they're broken up, obviously, you know, they're going to get together. But it is still fun to kind of watch them kind of have like that very, like, definitely like sexual tension there when he's at the house and they're at the apartment yeah i think some of the some of the best we'll we'll go into mary jane in a little bit but i think some of the best scenes that i loved in this game were just sort of him like sort of figuring out what like mary jane's sort of like feelings for him like the scene where he's texting her back and forth and like he's he's misreading her text she's misreading his like all that type of stuff was was really great great. Uh, oh oh, sorry sorry, go, go, go ahead steven Real quick, the only disappointing part about Peter was I did not like, uh, I guess it kind of spills over into Spider-Man as well, but like the quips, I just, I really didn't connect with a lot of them. I thought most of them were like, eh, like this is fine. It's not really making me laugh. Uh, Joel, you were going to say something? No, I, I was going to say the, um, I, but you, you mentioned that we're going to get into Mary Jane a little bit, but um, yeah, I think their interact Peter's interactions with every character, I think, felt human and it felt very genuine and it felt, um, I felt like the... It sounds kind of crazy, but if it, it just if it wasn't a Spider-Man game and it didn't have this whole superhero aspect, I think Insomniac did a, a really good way of just making people's stories connect and align with one another, and you can see very clear uh, motivations and 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 just just the just the way they interacted. I think it 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 blurred the line of of what video games can be in terms of just dialogue and just presentation and 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 the way characters. Uh, interact with one another so i i think they 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 probably did like the best peter parker job that we've done we've had in a video game i think um and and yeah i I don't know i think it was just really really well well presented all around um character wise probably the and, and yeah definitely the best peter that we had but i did like that um those gameplay sections that we had with the other characters as well because i feel like that added a lot more weight and oomph to uh to a lot of the story yeah yeah absolutely i think that that'll move us into the the next characters we'll talk about which uh, we'll start with mary jane um because like you said like the you you do get to actually play as both mary jane and miles morales in a couple sections um and i think it's it's great because like you sort of get different perspectives of peter parker and spider-man as these other characters aside from just playing as him and sort of seeing them through through their eyes so let's start with mary jane and sort of what you guys think about uh, how they included her in this game, aside from being as both a playable character and as part of the story, I th- I, th- I thought she was great. Honestly, I thought her her sections were were one of the best. Like, just really un- like, not just her being like independent and not relying on Peter to come and like save the day, but just like she she was uh, a ver- I think she was a really strong character across the board and. You don't really see that too often in games. I think they really they really did a good job making her very much independent and and uh, and, and a valuable piece of the entire like storyline. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? they made some pretty radical changes to her character, but I think they were all like well earned and like it made sense for the story they were trying to tell. And I, I like yeah, I like that she's not a model and she's a yeah performer. oh yeah definitely yeah because yeah. she's usually like I mean I like Mary Jane but she's usually a fairly one note character I know there's like exceptions and backstory and all that because like I I've read the comics but uh like just on a basic level they really easily could have just like made her a damsel in distress model yeah that's Spider Man's ex girlfriend but instead they were like oh no she's just as proactive in stopping uh Martin Lee and, yeah uh, it was nice I didn't like he is. I didn't enjoy her gameplay sections or Miles's really. I felt like they were very like, uh, okay, sure, whatever, I, like playing yeah. through this. I under yeah, I, I agree with that. Like they weren't great. I think people were blowing how uh, often they came up out of proportion. I think like I've seen yes. a lot of people acting like it dragged down the whole game when I thought they were pretty short. Yeah, the only I think part they were, they they were, were fine. Short, like the, yeah. the only the, I wish they were more like I think I forgot where they were. I think it was in the train station. Uh, in that one where you're Mary Jane and you're telling Spider-Man to like take out guys like yeah. that was the, probably the 
I wish there were more sections like that. Yeah, that I was like that one. was the in the Grand Central scene. That was yeah. I, yeah. I think I wish that was actually one of the few where I was like, okay, this is a really cool sort of unique way to integrate uh, Mary Jane as a playable character, but also have Spider Man in. Like I thought that was really cool. Yeah, and even That's even it. though the the even though the section wasn't that great, the first time you got to control Miles, I like freaked out because I was like, they actually let you play as Miles, <laughs> even though he's not Spider Man. Like yeah, it was, yeah. It was just, but, I kind of um, nerded it out. In that yeah. Moment. I, I think that's probably a good uh, a good transition to talk about Miles, who actually has a pretty uh, important role in the story, much more than I thought he would, because I know they, they revealed, like, I think last year that he was going to be in the game, but I kind of thought it would be more of, like, a cameo sort of thing, where it would just be like, oh, he's, like, in the game, he'll show up once in a while. But he actually ends up having a pretty significant role in the story. So, yeah, let's, let's um, talk about Miles. Yeah, so Miles was a great introduction. Uh, I really love that they brought him in. I just don't, like, I was really disappointed with how they, not not like they implemented him, but what the his presence afforded the game, which was basically, oh, hey, like, in the Ultimate Comics, Miles Morales takes over after Peter dies. And so right, to have yeah. Miles Morales in this game, I was like, oh, fuck, are they going to do something bold and, like, kill Peter? Uh, and because Peter's now vulnerable because Miles is there, and it's like, oh, well, he can take over at the end. It's like, okay, is Peter going to die at any point in this? And it was just like kind of like throwing it up into like, well, if Peter's going to die, like anybody can die because Peter's the main guy that you're playing as. And if he's vulnerable to death, then that kind of like puts me on edge as far as like anybody can be vulnerable to death. Sure, yeah. Uh, yeah, I thought, I, thought we were, I thought we were going to get George R. R. Martin hard for a second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it doesn't happen. It's just like, oh, they just like, they played it really safe with that where it was like, oh, fuck, like Miles is here. That means anybody can die. Like it is open to fucking like uh, everybody's vulnerable. But then it's just like, oh, no, Peter lives. Mary Jane lives. The most predictable character, like the most safe character dies, which I mean, like it's an emotional thing. We'll get to that. But like it's yeah. still it's like who who's the safest character we can kill off? Oh, we'll do that. Yeah. Uh, so it was like it was just disappointing for me because I was like, oh fuck, Miles is in this. That means so much. They could do so many bold things with that because it just it makes that character vulnerable. Because otherwise, it's like well, like obviously Spider Man's not going to die. Yeah. So one of, yeah, one of my theories going into the game was actually like that he was dying, like because I thought that like the new suit would mm -hmm. have something to do with that. So that was something I had in the back of my head. I mean, and I'm I'm not one like. I don't let my theories get in the way of like the actual story. I try not to, but like, uh, so I was, I was glad he was there. I mean, he, he was a little like superfluous to the whole thing. Uh, like he wasn't, he didn't really need to be there. Like you could take him out and like, I like time would change. But yeah, I, I like that. I mean, just like his dad was like, you, you got a good sense of like where he came from and who he was. Once they, uh, introduced his dad, I was like, Oh, well, his dad's dead. Um, <laughs> Yeah, he but, might, uh, as well yeah, been, but he like, might as well have been wearing like a red uniform or mm -hmm. a red shirt, like. But yeah, See, I, I didn't. I didn't know that Jefferson Davis was his dad. Yeah, I actually, yeah. I didn't. I didn't know that either. Like going oh, yeah. in, but then I think once they got to like the honoring ceremony, I was like, oh, okay. So now, yeah, so, now yeah. this now this makes sense why they highlighted this random at the time like, a random cop, but it yeah. makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, no. Um, but yeah, no. I think like because this wasn't an origin story for Peter, I actually think they made it an origin story for Miles. And so then hopefully in like a future game, we could have like two Spider-Men that are playable. Yeah, no, I think that's absolutely, I mean, and we'll, we'll talk about the post-credit scenes later, but like, I think that's absolutely the direction that they're going to move in where. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, so I, I think, yeah, I think that's kind of part of the reason they put him in there because like, if they do ever want to kill Peter later on, they have they another Spider-Man they can pull from. So, uh, yeah, like I, I he was kind of unnecessary, but uh, like, I, I like that it was like Peter was becoming his like, yeah, not, not even like father figure, but like big brother figure. You know, kind of like yeah. him yeah. and Spider Man at the same time are doing the same thing, where it's like kind of like, you know, teaching him how to protect himself, uh, showing like being like, oh, like Miles, like he wants to help, like he 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 feels that need that Peter does, like they share that same sort of yeah. responsibility that if they're able to do something, then they should do something, and yeah. so it's a it was like a nice it was like a nice reflection on Peter as far as like him seeing a lot of himself in Miles and then also Miles just being like, you know, he's not he's not Peter, he's not Spider Man, he's not able to do these things. But then he is he gets the same powers and so that's what makes him a like a superhero. Yeah. And I think with, I, with, with Miles, um the one thing is that like I haven't really like I had never really read a ton of Spider Man comics. Like most of my knowledge of the character mm -hmm. and everything comes from the movies. Um so I think being you know, getting acquainted with this character who like has such a prominent role in the more recent comics was a really uh, enticing reason why i wanted to play this game so i could kind of understand miles more as a character um yeah so uh, tomas you were gonna say something tomas? Uh, yeah, yeah i was oh, oh yeah sorry um <laughs> you know i mean i just i like that scene when uh, he met spider-man like before they kind of teamed up later on where he just like taught him how to punch 
And like that, that was just a really great scene because it, it was, yeah. It, show, it showed it showed how great Peter was. It showed it like it just showed both of the characters at their best, I think, and kind of like, especially when you know what like comes in the future from that character. It's uh, yeah, it was yeah. a great moment. Um, so as Stephen mentioned, uh, there is a pretty big character death in here, uh, which is Aunt May. Um, but before her her death, let's talk about her as a character and sort of how she's incorporated into the game. Eh, was, she was fine. Like she's very, you know, oh she cares about the people she'll do anything to help other people she's peter's moral compass as you know she always is uh in every interpretation of the spider-man character yeah i mean uh, i think she i think she followed pretty much in the the sort of example that we saw from the the first spider-man movies in amazing spider-man where they had more of a, a motherly you know sort of caring you know uh figure for for peter uh we did unfortunately not get the uh the hot version of aunt may and uh, marissa tomei from homecoming which i was disappointed in but i think she oh, i think man. she was fine as a character it was actually it, yeah. it actually i had um i had sort of a personal connection to her because like the actress kind of looked a lot like my my late grandmother so that was like mm-hmm. an interesting thing to, for the story to kind of be seeing her and like you know this this role and she reminded me a lot of my grandmother a bit yeah that same thing for me is my relationship with my grandmother is very much reminiscent of peter's relationship with Aunt may where yeah. she is like you know the older motherly caring figure but they also are you know they they enjoy being around each other they enjoy hanging out with each other and that's like me and my grandmother we enjoy hanging out with each other uh and like you know one of the tough parts about moving away was like knowing that she's gonna be so heartbroken that she can't like hang out with me yeah 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 and i think i mean and i know her role isn't like until her death isn't like huge in the game but i also think you also look at it as like this takes place uh like after he's been Spider-Man for eight years, so at that point, like he's really he is like you see, like he he tries to stay kind of separate and uh, keep like Spider-Man out of her life, even though she ends mm-hmm. up knowing. But yeah, so I think oh, yeah, you know, I at the point she is, but but they do show that like he she when uh he gets kicked out of his apartment and he's able to go there and she's like oh sleep on my couch like like yeah. it just they did a good job at showing who she cared and who she was. I wish they did a little bit more with her, but I can kind of understand why they didn't. Yeah, and even her last scene, like, when she's, um, you know, she's literally on her deathbed, and, like, the the scene where she's, like, take off your mask because I want to see my nephew, like, I think that was just, like, a really emotional, (laughs) like, surprising, touching moment, like, the fact that, that, like, she knew. And I think, like, they hinted at it a little bit that she knew because, like, there was the scene, there was, like, one of those scenes I remember where, like, I was swinging through New York and he was calling her and she was like, oh, what, you're late again? Like, that's, like, you know, because he always uses that excuse with her, so I think she was kind of onto him. Like, I think it was just, it was even though she didn't get a ton to do, I think the way that they had her relationship, you know, develop between them was, was really touching. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even, even though like Steven did say, she was probably the most predictable death like that. Her death scene is probably one of the more iconic Spider-Man scenes in mm-hmm. recent memory. I'd have to say just cause like it kind of, it, it goes through that, like with great power comes great responsibility, how like he could help thousands or he could help mm-hmm. the woman he loves, but his moral compass that she helped establish in him was there enough. To uh, where he chose to save everybody. Yeah, um, no, it was yeah, still so, it was yeah. still unaffecting. And then yeah, and then that shot, like I I was I was a bit shocked that I was like they're not going to kill her because like, like I mean even if she was the most predictable, like I still wasn't expecting them to kill her. So like when you see her cough up blood, I'm just kind of like oh they're just teasing that. Yeah. And then when she actually dies, I was just kind of oh, sitting man, there. You'll be- oh, she's <laughs> fake. Yeah. Wake no. up. Wake up now. Wake up. In. Yeah. Um, yeah. So before we move on to the villains, uh, another character really quick that we, we hear, but we don't actually see is J. Jonah Jameson, who obviously is a big a big role in the uh, the games. And there's been a lot of conversation about J. Jonah Jameson because of the sort of He's parallels. Alex Jones. Yeah, because yeah. a lot of people have compared him to like Alex Jones and a lot of like, you know, conspiracy theorist type things. Um, but what do you guys think about how they incorporated J. Jonah Jameson? Because like, uh, I, I thought it was interesting that like you only really get to hear him and not see him in game. I, I that piece of the game, I like. So I don't know if you, I don't know about you guys. Um, Tomas might be too young, which is making me feel really <laughs> old. But um, I think of like GTA Four, and that's when they really got crazy with the nine uh, eleven yeah. radio stations. Uh, and like those radio stations were amazing like gta 4 had probably the best music and and its expansion had like a really amazing music when it was in liberty city but like listening to the talk radio in that game is beyond brilliant yeah and like and that's what i was like wow this is really good stuff and that's and yeah i mean the alex jones comparisons are there but um it really reminded me of those radio stations in that game and i was like wow this is on point you do look at his character and i mean J. jonah jameson has always kind of been like that i just think because he was kind of a newspaper editor people never really like 
pursued that. Like, but then, in, like today's modern culture, where there's people like Alex Jones that exist and have an audience. Yeah. Yeah. Like they, I think that the the writers were smart enough to notice that they were like, oh, that's J. Jonah Jameson, right? And then yeah. They even they even they do put jabs at Alex Jones with like a couple chemtrail comments and stuff like that. So <laughs> I just, yeah. I'm, I I understand why they gave you the option to turn it off, uh, but like I I never did because it was oh, just no. just really enjoyable to hear everything he had there's to say. Like, like, there's and like then six, there's there's some funnier three. stuff in there too, where like Scorpion suing him because he's the one who like got him to attack Spider Man, like. So yeah, no, they just they were able to sneak some like really funny stuff in. Yeah, and then, and then you had the context, and you had contextual stuff happening like post mission, which I thought was really funny. Yeah, yeah. Uh, kind of give you an update like as to what you just did or what the or what like the public perception is of what just happened in the city, and you were a part of it. And I, I don't know, I think it was great. Yeah, yeah because yeah. when you're doing missions as Spider Man, you'll come and be like, "Oh, I wonder what Jay's gonna say about me now that I'm doing this thing." And then like after you finish the mission, it'll be like a a little bit of time, and then J. Jonah Jameson will pop up and be like, well, he was fucking swinging through pollution. What the hell is he doing? Uh, it was really great. He's no he's no J.K. Simmons, but he's still he's, really good. He's getting high off smog. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was so those, <laughs> th- th- those were funny, because for some reason, none of those radio broadcasts popped up until the post-game for me. <laughs> so we oh. talked about something I did like five hours ago. <laughs> which yeah, was kind funny. of funny, but... Um, yeah, no, I, they were they were really funny, well written, uh, true to his character, yeah. Peter's reaction. Like, like, it, like I said, it's one of those things that makes the world feel lived in. Where he's like, "Oh, I couldn't take Jonah, um, like making fun of me in the Daily Bugle anymore," and so that's one of the reasons he left. And then he saw, and then you also see the thing where he's like, "Oh yeah, I was one of the first people Jonah told about this new show." But uh, I didn't think it was going to be successful. Which is, so that's kind of that thing with like I don't want to get too political where people are like, oh, yeah. Alex Jones will <laughs> never actually have an audience, and then he yeah. has an audience. Yeah. So it was just kind of funny, and it gave the world more depth and history. Yeah. Um, so let's move on now because there's a lot of them. Uh, so we'll we'll go into the villains. Um, just you know, quickly go through them. Uh, so I would say like the the two most prominent ones throughout the game are Mr. Negative and Otto Octavius, um, which they have some some interesting parallels. So let's start with uh, Otto Octavius. I think because he actually I think out of all the the villains has like sort of the biggest depth and dimension to him. Yeah, it's it's weird because like you know as soon as you see his name pop up, you're like, oh, he's going to turn into Doctor Octopus by the end of this. Like that was yeah, it was yeah. just. I'm basically waiting for him to turn evil, and I think they handle it well. I never, because I knew he was going to turn, I never cared for him, because it's just like, I know you're going to turn bad, like, <laughs> I'm just waiting for it to happen, so yeah. I don't care that you're, like, I don't know, it was weird, because, like, I like that him and Peter are working together to, like, try and do this prosthetic thing, they're having trouble with it, they're, like, having a kind of, like, a back and forth, uh, they kind of hint at, like, Otto's rage, like, that kind of, like, anger quick to anger sort of thing happens like a few times before he like finally gives into it fully but it's, i just felt like they were just so like oh here's auto like you know what's gonna happen uh we're gonna do it eventually and i'm just like okay because i'm waiting for it the entire game when it finally happens I'm hey like, steve right, you want to cool. help me with these tentacles i'm building <laughs> yeah it's like yeah with Mr. Negative too, it's like so heavy-handed because every time you do a mission related to Mr. Negative, Peter always is like, "I can't believe like Martin Lee was like a bad guy," and it's like, <laughs> "Dude, I get it. Like, I understand what you're trying to say. Like, you don't have to be so heavy-handed with this." I think yeah, I I understand those. I think those are things they really couldn't help. And like, I have a couple problems with the Martin Lee storyline, but like, I think actually, I mean, besides the fact that you obviously know he's going to be like Doc Ock, um. Like, I did a really great job establishing their relationship and Peter really kind of feeling bad. And I think that that final scene, once he defeats him, and like, or like once he, he nearly kills Spider Man and then they're in their final fight and he reveals that he knew it was Peter. Mm-hmm. And then that, that's just such a betrayal for him because even if you, you already, you don't really buy that he's good, like, he was Peter's like mentor and who he looked up to. And so when he kind of sees like that, oh, he, like betrayed me that heavily and then he gives him like that skewed with great power comes great responsibility speech from like a more evil perspective mm-hmm. in the final scene i just thought that was really powerful and they they make you even if you know what the the end point's going to be like i feel like they did put as much effort as they could into like making the 
uh, the journey getting there, like, uh, enticing. Yeah, and I think with, with Dr. Octopus and, like, out of all the villains in the game, like, he was really, you know, probably my favorite of all the ones that were in the game. Like, I think the the way that they sort of had his character develop, and it reminded me a lot, and I'm sure intentionally, of uh, the dynamic in Spider-Man 2, the, the movie, mm-hmm. where it was like, you know, Otto Octavius was a sort of mentor and sort of almost father figure to, to Spider-Man. So I think that out of all the villains, like, his story was really the one I think that landed the best for me. Whereas Mr. Negative, I didn't quite... I think it was it was I appreciated that they like tried to include a lesser known character and sort of give him the spotlight in the game, but I just didn't really find his story as interesting or as involving. Like I know that they tried to do the whole thing where it was like, oh, he was experimented on as a kid and you know he lost his parents and stuff like that. But I think it just came too little too late, especially because of like the rest of the game. He just kind of he just came off as kind of a generic bad guy, like without really a huge mo- emotional connection. Yeah, the pacing in his arc, I think, was a bit off, because they really, I think they spent too much time just going, like, oh, why is Martin Lee evil? Oh, like, uh, like, you know what I mean? Like, they just, they kind of were just kind of like, oh, why why is he doing what he's doing for too long? And so that kind of got old, and then, I mean, the, the, uh end results fairly like predictable yeah because so i feel I just, like yeah, most, of his, most of his character development really doesn't come in until like the third act of the game yeah. like because really act I, two I is kind of where he comes in or act one or I, yeah i almost wish he didn't leave feast like right at the start of the game i think like if they had kept him there yeah like that would have made it a little more uh interesting but uh yeah so i mean his arc yeah that's my my one problem with the story i think it was the i think it's uh like basically once the uh like I think Marl's dad dies, the game picks up, and then especially once the rap happens, like, the game's nonstop, but I feel like for the first half, it's kind of very, it's very slow, and they kind of pose questions you know the answers to, so it isn't as enticing. Yeah, you spend a, you spend a lot of time hunting down Mr. Negative yeah. in the game. I, I, I know I was going to jump in and talk about the, uh, the, the Otto Octavius uh osborne connection mm. um when you guys are in when you're in osborne's uh apartment which is by, by the way the nicest rich guy apartment in Manhattan. <laughs> I was let's say, just can we just talk about that apartment i mean let's talk about whoever his designer is like i was looking just looking around that apartment i was like this shit is nice um it's <laughs> too, too, <laughs> <laughs> too much apartment for me i don't want this is way too much apartment for me um but there's a picture in uh in osborne's bedroom and I look at it, and I see honestly the story of Otto Octavius and Norman Osborn is actually the untold tale of Steve Jobs and Steve Wozniak. Basically, yeah, because <laughs> like... <laughs> that's like the parallel that I had pulled. Like you had like the genius, and then you had the fate company, and like you know they're falling out and everything that happened along yeah, the way. Yeah, when I when I got to that <laughs> section, that was kind of what I drew too. Was that it was like oh they're kind of going for like a Steve Jobs and Wozniak type of. Uh you know connection here but like, like the dynamic yeah that they had um that but as soon as i saw that picture i was like yep that's that's what's happening here i, I get it now it all makes sense i was um, i was surprised they didn't turn osborne into green goblin in this in this game yeah, i don't think they, they i don't to. think they will like i mean i see like i mean they tease the suit and everything yeah but i actually think that's more likely to be hairy than anybody i mean we'll, we'll probably get yeah, that yeah. later yeah, I was just surprised because, um, like, you, you see Osborne yeah. show up. Like, I, oh, yeah. oh, he's, he's going to become Green I, Goblin. I think yeah. it's just I, because, like, I think it's because, you know, because Green Goblin's just been shown so many times in, like, the movies and stuff like that. And I think it just would have been, like, you know, I appreciated that, like, they kind of went for, you know, like, a character like Mr. Negative that was, like, a little lesser known and that people would have uh, more of a, you know, chance to sort of explore. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I, I mean, was... and he's, he's still a villain, like, even he if is, yeah. he's not Green Goblin. Like, and I know, like, if you look at the plot, you're just like, oh, why is Spider-Man helping Norman Osborn? But yeah, like, that really was not. And, and But the game does point out where Spider-Man's like, oh, no, I'm going to go after him next kind of thing. But it's just, mm. like, I think I think they did a, I think they did a decent job. I'm glad he wasn't the main villain, because, like, I think that, that would have been more generic than what yeah. they did with, like, Otto Octavius. And, and speaking of these villains, mm. was anybody else concerned? Like, I, for, for one second, after, like, the raft... I was like, this shit's about to turn into Spider-Man 3, the movie. This is about to get really bad. This is turning into a wreck. And I got a little nervous. But then when I saw that, like, the fights, they started pairing them off. Yeah. I was like, okay, thank God. Um, <laughs> but because for, for a second, I was like, wait a minute. Like, at, th- at what point is this too much? Like, this is getting kind of ridiculous. Yeah, I think part of that's too because they held them all until the third act. I feel like mm-hmm. at that point. It would have been. I, I I was a little disappointed you didn't have individual ones with everybody, but uh, um, but I feel like I, I was kind of smart pairing them up at that point in the story because I feel like if you were going to do single boss fights like they did with Shocker, yeah, you would have had to introduce them a little earlier on. 
but right, I also yeah. think that makes the third act really uh, succinct and like it's just just really enjoyable because then as soon as they all break break out, you're like fighting all of like the greatest hits of his villains. Yeah. So it's like it's less it's less that their characters more like they're just super powered thugs that you have to yeah. go fight. Yeah, like, yeah. That the I love the Electro and uh, Vulture fight it was probably my favorite boss fight in the game. That was like that, one, that just, one was great. That was that, one of that my was, my favorites. Yeah. And... yeah I, 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 I a bunch I, of pictures during that one. That was great. Yeah, like I, I could take both, uh, both of them like individually. I think they both would have been really solid boss fights. But then, uh, in addition, I think pairing them up created a really interesting dynamic where you're like trying to shut down his uh, Electro's generators or whatever, and then you're also like webbing Vulture and attacking him. Whereas I feel like Ryan and Scorpion, like they were, they didn't mesh as well. Like I feel like those could have been two separate fights. Yeah, but, uh, that one was okay. I wasn't as uh, I, I definitely like this the 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 vulture and um, electro fight mm-hmm. over that one. And, and I, like, I, I I think I mean, my my least favorite fight in general was that shocker fight. The shocker fight I just wasn't really a, a huge fan of. It was alright. It, it stands yeah. out too because like I mean I was a I I wasn't really disappointed, but I was that's the only uh boss fight like that in the game. Like I thought they'd kind of lean into the like villain boss fight a bit more. Yeah, it was interesting that they didn't. But uh, yeah, so I think it so kind of stands out as kind of like because I mean it's fine, but it's like it's nothing grand, and it's the only one like that in the game. Yeah, the ta- the tax faster fights I thought were really fun too. Oh, I really, yeah. I really enjoyed those uh, mm-hmm. fights. They got. Question, they, are they, you supposed kinda, to beat him? Because you beat the shit out of me. No, you're supposed <laughs> to beat him. You can beat. Him. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm gonna Joel's, go back for him. Joel's just Joel's like, bad at Spider Man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. like, I was like, am I supposed to beat him? Because he just kicked the shit out of me like really yeah. quickly. I was like, and I. Level thirty-eight at that point. I was like, "What's going on here?" Yeah, you right, you fight right. him. I'm gonna go back. You, you fight him once when you're like midway through the challenges that he set up, uh, and you beat him, and then he like escapes, and then you finish the challenges, and then he comes back again. You beat him, and he still escapes. Okay, but okay. Uh, okay. there's like two there's like two fights with him, which are they're they're fun. They they remind me of the Deathstroke fight in Batman Arkham Origins or whatever, because it's like, oh, here's this guy who like you know he he is a lot like Deathstroke, where it's like, oh, he has all of your moves, you know, sort of thing. Yeah, uh, but it was still a lot of fun. Right. To, to that, that that uh yeah that side quest i wasn't huge on like the the story with taskmaster but they were uh cool fights oh yeah. and uh how the avengers are on the west coast even though like new york yeah. City, oh yeah that was yeah, yeah yeah is that a fucking siege was, was <laughs> like a... nobody shows up <laughs> was that a jab at crystal dynamics working on the avengers because they're on the west coast Maybe, no i, I think that was just... like i think it's yeah. i think it was I mean, more I... I don't it was know. more they, like they couldn't get the hero. Like it doesn't make oh, sense yeah. to have a Spider-Man story that has like mm-hmm. this huge thing, and to to have the Avengers be present but not able to oh, like, yeah. out or like appear because like mm-hmm. uh, I like I like how Spider-Man is like he's a great character by himself, but he also is really really good when he's uh, with other superheroes and doing things with other superheroes. So for them to not have that was like a little disappointing, but it's fine because it's, it's supposed to be focused on him. Oh, yeah. I do hope yeah. for when they make a sequel, I hope there are like cameos because like they have like a Daredevil. Oh, he's got like the Matt Murdock like business card, and it's like, oh, the dude like he knew he was Spider Man. Like, how did he yeah, know well, that? Yeah. Where were the uh, the defenders during this New York thing? Was <laughs> well, my my only question because they they established that all of them are there. Right. There. Yeah. Because they also because they had uh, Alias Investigations was in there. Oh yeah. Landmark and and Rand like Corporation. Yeah. 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 Uh, Alright, cool. So I think we pretty much hit all the characters now, so let's just kind of go into the story, and uh, I know we've sort of touched on most of the story elements here, but um, so we'll just kind of look at an overview of the, the story as a whole. Um, so what did you guys think about the story of Marvel Spider-Man and sort of how uh, Insomniac kind of incorporated a lot of different things from comics and movies and other depictions of the character, but also sort of made it feel like its own original take on Spider-Man? Uh, I, go ahead, Steve, go ahead. Um, I wasn't like I I liked like I enjoyed the game. I really I like it. It's a solid game. I was not in love with it, uh, mostly because it was just like I don't know. It's hard to put my finger on it, but it was just like I was like playing through it, and I'm like I'm like playing through it on the weekend, and I'm really get, enjoying it. It's not like the pacing is like slowing me down. It's not like the characters are bad, but it just feels like there just wasn't something there that like made me like love it. Uh, like I really enjoyed it. Like it's a good Spider-Man story. It's a good Spider-Man game. It has that sort of like he's always looking for the best in people. He likes very easily asked Mary Jane or Aunt May or something at some point, like being like you know like how like how how far do you go for a friend? Like how 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 many like chances do you give that person? Like that sort of thing. And it's yeah. like oh like that's a good 
that's like a great like you know Spider-Man thematic thing is like you know being the best you can using as much of your abilities as you can to help other people whether it's in feast or you know as Spider-Man cleaning up the city and stopping these people from hurting other people uh, I just I don't know there's like certain things that I feel like we're a little bit pushed too far as far as the villains because it's like he's like talking with Martin Lee being like you are like going to kill half the city simply <laughs> to get at Osborne. Are you thinking this through at all? And it's like the same thing with um, Dr. Octopus, where it's like, he just hates Osborne. And so what does he do? He just, he kidnaps the city and like holds it hostage and then throws him off the building. And it's just like, what are you doing? Like, yeah. didn't you want to kill him? Yeah, Doc Ock's <laughs> plan was a little weak. Like, I mean, I understand what, or like, it was it was weak in how he was going to kill Osborne, where he's just like, oh, I'm going to toss him off a building. And it's yeah. like, oh, you think tossing someone off a building will work in a city where Spider-Man is the main... Uh, yeah, because like, I really I really like Spider-Man and Mary Jane. I really like him bringing up Mar- uh, Morales as like his new successor. I really like, mm-hmm. you know, the the scene of him losing Aunt May is very good. It's very much like you, you feel for the character. Um, you you feel that he is really disappointed and really hurt by Dr. Octavius turning evil and having to like fight him and basically doom him to live in that body that's breaking down like that is sad. Uh, I don't know. There's just it just it just really affected me as much as I was hoping it would. I think yeah, I I understand where you're coming from, from but uh, I I think I think I liked it a bit more than you did. Like there are pacing problems. I think like they did spend a little too much time at going like ooh who's Mister Negative, but uh. Like, I just, especially that last third, I think, was nearly perfect in a lot of ways. Like, except for, like, him just throwing Osborne off of the uh, the building, being how he was going to kill him. But, um, like, I just, that was really solid. I think you got a lot of great character moments, a lot of great character interactions. It just showed how well they understood the world. That final boss fight with Doc Ock was really cool, even if it was a bit yeah. easy. Um, and then just, like, the fact when you beat him, and they're talking and then peter feels really betrayed because like the man he respected and looked up to nearly killed him and isn't batting an eye because he hates osborne so much yeah and then he kind of says like he gives him that like with great power comes great responsibility speech but he says like oh yeah we need to help those beneath us and that kind of shows the the difference between him and dr octopus where like he's more uh like i don't want to say emotional but like he's he looks at himself as a bit more like a superior spider-man okay uh but um that was a reference um <laughs> but uh but he kind of sees himself as like a superior person and then uh whereas peter's more like no i need to help these people because like i'm a person too and i need to love them so that just did a great job at showing the his character and doc ox and like really because yeah. i mean all of spider-man's villains reflect them in some way and i think that like this game did a good job at demonstrating that with all of them and then leading right from that scene into anime's death which I already talked about like extensively uh, um, in this podcast, but uh, it's just that was a great moment too, and I just feel like that like one-two punch with both of those scenes really like made me kind of forgive some of the other pacing problems because those were just scenes that were so true to his character and so good. Mm. Yeah, and I think as we as we sort of touched on before, like the way that we said that it, the game kind of feels in a lot of ways like a greatest hits of Spider-Man, which I think is like in this in the game's case a good thing because it's like even though it does contain a lot of familiar elements from previous depictions of Spider-Man games, I think the way that Insomniac kind of blended them together felt really good and sort of how it touched on like the villains and sort of the dynamics between the different characters. But there was enough there that I think, especially with in terms of the story and sort of how they fleshed out Peter as a <clears throat> as a character you know, really made me invested in the story way more than I than I originally thought that I was going to. Um, so I, I really enjoyed it. And I think I loved especially the, the, the way that the story was paced, that even though it's like a big open world game where there's a lot of side stuff to do and things like that, as far as the main story, like I felt like that the pacing of it was, was pretty much perfect. Like there were only a few instances where I feel like the story maybe dragged a little bit, but otherwise like the game really kept me sort of invested throughout, you know, it's, I'd say the main story takes about like, I don't know, 10, 10, 15 hours, somewhere around there. So it's like, it's, it's it like a good, it's a funny, like, but I was doing side stuff. Like, I think yeah. if you, if you go straight through the story, it's probably about 10. Yeah. I think, like, which is yeah. good. I think for that, for the story that length, I wouldn't have wanted to do a, you know, 40 hour to 60 hour Spider-Man story. I think that's just yeah. way too much. So no, no. too, too many games now are way too long. They, oh, yeah, they, no, absolutely. And I was very thankful that Spider-Man was like, it was not too long it very yeah. much was like there are like some sections that kind of drag on for a little bit for me but like yeah. it was definitely like overall it was like oh i'm glad that they did not make this into like a fucking three hour 
Yeah, no, I think that I think that would have been overkill if they dragged it out for that long. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. So I think with that said, let's sort of jump to the ending now and just sort of discuss what we thought about the sort of final, you know, final act of the game and sort of where where the story leaves off. Uh, and we can include we'll uh, we'll go into the post credit scenes as well for those uh, for those listening. Yeah, so like I mean, it ends with um, the mid credit scene is where him and Miles are talking, and it's a, it's a fun scene because Miles, you know what's you know you know what Miles is trying to say, but the way he's going about it is very much like that was a really know. yeah that was a great scene. I love like he's saying like oh he's like changing physically and like he can't tell his mom, <laughs> and Peter just assumes he's talking about like puberty and stuff like that. Yeah, he's like well yeah. your your body is changing because you're getting older, blah blah blah. But then it like it just the way they played it out was really really funny. Yeah, the part where like Miles turns around and is like it's probably better if I show you, and Peter's like. Oh. <laughs> Look like he looks oh, like he's gonna take oh. off his shirt like <laughs> and then he just jumps on the ceiling and then peter jumps on the ceiling and he's like oh i'm just like you and it's just like oh that's like a nice that's a nice like oh okay like we're we're setting it up to peter become his like sort of mentor uh yeah. in the future and i think it was expected that like you know they would they would end with miles you know sort of becoming spider-man but i think the way that they did that you know sort of reveal for the character was was great. yeah because i mean you have the part where the spider jumps on mj and i'm like as soon as i see that i'm like oh that's gonna go bite miles like, it's gonna go gonna go miles i it's actually thought it him. was gonna bite uh mj at first and like really? oh, that'd be interesting yeah that would have been interesting yeah like an interesting <laughs> twist where like i know she's not gwen stacy so they couldn't do spider gwen but like you know yeah. maybe I don't know if she becomes Spider Girl or something like that. Yeah, there's, um, there's Spider Girl and Spider Woman. They, they could have gone that route. I mean, yeah, I think they. I don't think they really wanted to because you look at how kind of independent as a journalist they kind of made her in the game. I don't really think that would have been this. Like, yeah, great for it, her. Because if you you, you can't kill MJ because then that would justify Peter's uh, treating her like a glass object, which they were very much against uh, with yeah. her character throughout the game, which was like pushing against that, being like. No, I am like I'm going to do this and like stop treating me like I'm gonna die at any second. Yeah. Uh, and then they they couldn't turn her into Spider Woman, I guess, because again, it would be like, oh well, now Peter's going to let her do whatever she wants because she's just like him. And, right. Uh, yeah. So, but um, oh, and then the the final final scene, of course, is where Osborn goes into the room, secret room that MJ went into, and he reveals that Harry Osborn is in there, and he's like got like this weird. Is it webbing? Is it the symbiote? I, I, think, I think it what looks is like it? That's I'd say symbiote. Because it was black and it was like moving on its own. There, there's stuff in the comics where he was like kind of in the symbiote and also the Green Goblin. So I think that's what they're they're yeah, going for. It but uh, I mean, like it was obvious because like yeah. when you're going through the section and uh, MJ finds out that like Harry's Europe trip was all a sham, it's like okay, like so is Harry dead or is he in a like tube somewhere just like yeah. chilling? Um, yeah, I, I think. I, I I did like sort of the ambiguity of that la- that final post credit scene because like they had the green the the green tank and I was like okay so they're 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 starting to tease Green Goblin and you know either Norman or Harry will become him but then like the thing with the black stuff around him I was like oh is Harry going to become Venom like that's really kind of the direction that I but, felt they were going in but isn't that a completely different offshoot because doesn't like the original story and I'm going by the comic and both the animated series from the 90s which is the best ever um, wasn't it J Jonah Jameson's son who is an astronaut uh, yes. Goes oh, up yeah, that space. was and that was in Spider-Man Three, right? That was who. No, it was or... an asteroid. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. But yeah, no, no, the, 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 the character, like J. Jonah Jameson's son, that was different. He turned into like a werewolf thing. He got it in a <laughs> se- yeah, I know that's. But he brought the symbiote back. Yeah. Um. But then I also think in Secret Wars was which was like a crossover event. Spider-Man okay. found the suit and brought it back. And then it turned out to be an evil alien life form. And I'm not, I'm not going to turn this into a comics chat, but they've done some really <laughs> interesting stuff with the symbiote recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, that I'm so I'm wondering if they're going to pull from that. And and I guess my my concern is like I feel like this game did so much towards the ending, like you said, like that third act just gets insane. But like we went. I mean, we literally had a terrorist chemical bioterror attack, like, in this game. <laughs> so, uh, you know, because if we're going to go to where it goes next, right, because that's where we're kind of figuring out, right, post-credit scene and where we go from here, um, how over the top can it really get at this point? And then, you know, and how do you keep it just a Spider-Man game? Because if things get crazy enough, they have all these Easter eggs with all these other characters clearly existing in the MCU, um, I don't know. I don't know. It's just it's a, it's it's like uh, yeah, we got Miles to play backup, but it's like where where do they go from here? 
Yeah, I think yeah. Uh, the so next actually, game. Let's, before we, yeah, let's just. Um, so we'll we can transition now, sort of into, um, you know, where do you guys, you know, if you see this as sort of the beginning of a new franchise for Sony and Insomniac, where do you think uh, they go from here for the next game, and and you know, as far as the story and everything. Yeah, I feel like they should definitely set it up, or I feel like they went into it thinking it's going to be a trilogy. Uh, obviously, it sold well and you know got uh, reviews, rave reviews from everyone, so everyone loves it. Uh, they definitely will probably make another one. I don't see any reason why they wouldn't. Um, I feel like with the next one, I don't know. I feel like they would just make it more personal where it's like, okay, Harry is in trouble and he either becomes a Green Goblin or Venom. Who knows what they're going to do with that or as right, far as like yeah. trying to separate it or combine it in some way maybe. Uh, and then, of course, you have Miles Morales kind of coming up. And I feel like the second game would be great to kill Spider-Man midway through somehow. Uh and then have Miles take over because right, that, would, yeah. that would be a great setup for the third. They'll, they'll, they'll John Marston him in. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I just really want them to do something crazy or like unexpected. Um, and I mean, like now that Miles is in there and now that he's going to become like the kind of like Spider-Man protege, it is kind of expected to kill Peter. But I still think it would be great if they do that in the next one is like kill Peter midway through or at some point and kind of like have Miles pick up the you know, pick up the slack and yeah. become the new Spider-Man. Yeah, I mean, they, they can even um, go with, like, this whole... I mean, look at how well uh, God of War presented, kind of like a story of, like, a father and son and, like, you know, the master and the protege kind of thing. Let me mute that. They can even um, kind of do flashbacks and t- tell us, like, what happened in those eight years mm-hmm. as he's explaining the story to Miles. You know, and he's just like, oh, this one time, you know, that I fought Electro, whatever it is. You know what I mean? Like, kind of like building up to that, but then, you know, uh, then take on a bigger foe in Harry, or maybe they are teasing the symbiote, symbiote, however the hell you pronounce that. As, as um, Joel's talking about this, all I'm imagining is Peter Parker with a beard calling him Miles Boy, and just yeah, like, <laughs> just, <laughs> like this is how you swing, boy. Uh, yeah, I mean, they. The, the thing is, too, it's like, I, I you know, everyone's chiming in. It's like, oh, Insomniac should make all these Marvel games. I can't wait. You know, like, and it's like, no, let's not go down that path either, because I think that they've got enough story here to tell. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I just, my, my concern is, like I said, with with the way that thing got towards the end with, like, a, literally a bioterror attack on New York City. Like, <laughs> you know, how do you up the ante from there? And how do you go any higher without getting others other characters in the MCU involved. Yeah. And yeah. maybe maybe that is how they can work on other characters without working on other games. And, you know, maybe we will get those cool kind of cameos or sequences where the help does come in. Yeah, you, right? you, uh, if, if it goes over the top. They pull, uh, they pull an Empire Strikes Back and they just make it like a very personal thing for Spider-Man and Miles. Yeah. So they're yeah. dealing with very personal sort of conflicts that are important to them, maybe not important to the city. Uh, but are very important to them personally. Yeah, definitely. I, I mean, and I also hope that we get uh, more villains because, like I said, like they gained my respect by being surprisingly reserved uh, with the villains in this game. But I think now that they've kind of established anything, I want to see some new ones. Like hopefully, like Sandman, Lizard, Mysterio. Like I don't mm, know if they'll yeah. want to repeat. I love Mysterio. Uh, yeah, I don't yeah. know if they'll uh, repeat villains uh, in the second game. But like, I think they should. I mean, like they should uh, yeah. bring some of them back. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, like yeah, Craven, uh, Big Wheel, Stiltman, not kidding. Uh, <laughs> uh, but chameleon. Um, yeah, chameleon, yeah. Um, yeah, there's just the. I mean, we could go on for like an hour listing all of his villains, but uh, yeah, no, there's just there's a lot to pull from, and this game didn't, which makes me think that they're kind of uh, and even the the tie-in books and stuff didn't re- really like use too many important characters either. So yeah. uh, it makes me think that like definitely in the sequel or stuff they're gonna. Uh, keep on like taking out the big names or like doing an origin story for another character yeah um, and i mean we also have the dlc yeah. coming that uh i guess is getting incorporated yeah. black hat um so it'll be yes. interesting to see you yeah. know sort of what actually i, th- this I, was, me... I, I didn't like her side quest in this game it felt very like by the dlc yeah i mean that's the yeah. thing it was like the the, ending of it. it was yeah it was just kind of very like oh you know see the rest of this play out in the the dlc that's going to be coming i guess next month or, or pretty soon so we'll uh yeah i mean it'll be interesting to see her as a character be incorporated even though she didn't really get a ton to do in this game um yeah so i think with that uh, that's pretty much everything we we have in the agenda to talk about uh do you guys have any sort of final thoughts you want to just uh say quickly about the game one quick thing and I, I mentioned this because steve uh said it earlier in terms of uh chasing after his plat i never 
ever have been the completionist. Mm-hmm. This is the only game in a very long time that has me like, no, we're going to get every goddamn trophy in this. Yeah, I'm actually going to be probably doing the same thing because like, I finished the main story, but I'm going to go back and do all like the side stuff and all the, the things. I think it's because it's it's a relatively not super challenging platinum so is part of it because yeah, it's, it's not like easy. super demanding. It's basically if you 100% the game, you'll get the, the platinum for it, which is cool. Yeah. So right. the, the open world never gets old, but it is a Ubisoft ass Ubisoft open world where it is, you know, fucking it, icons everywhere. Yeah, uh, I think one thing I appreciated about that, though, that I liked is that they gradually rolled out the different collectibles and things over the course of the yeah. game rather than just overwhelm you with, like, here's At a ton of shit like... to do. Like, so I think I appreciated that because it was like, in the beginning, it was like, oh, here are the backpacks. You can get all those. And that's like, okay, now you can go get the black cat collectibles and, and things like that. So... Yeah, they they, um, yeah. they dished it out well. It was just very much like, a, oh, we're doing this again. It's it's yeah. another open world game. And I think that's part of like why I liked the game so much was the fact that like even though it did have that sort of Ubisoft style open world where it was just like a map full of icons and stuff, like I think everything else around the game and sort of how they incorporated it like was so well polished and well done oh, yeah. that it, like, it maybe over it. it maybe overlooked the that sort of traditional structure that we've seen from a lot of open world games. Yeah, they they made it fun. They made it fun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tomas, do you have anything? Like I said earlier, it was uh like it's it's one of the few games I've been able to like just lose myself in and not even notice like the time that's passed. It's it's really great. Like I mean it's not a flawless game. It does actually have some like noticeable problems which we've kind of touched on uh in this podcast, but I just it's one of the most it's one of the most enjoyable times I've had with the game like in the past few years. And so I definitely recommend it, especially if you're a fan of spider-man and you somehow haven't picked it up yet like i definitely recommend getting it also you shouldn't be listening to this yeah i know <laughs> yeah at this point it's like yeah uh <laughs> all right so with that i think we're gonna wrap up and uh thank you everyone for listening we'll we'll probably come back i'm sure for another big game i i imagine red dead's got to be the next one that we'll probably all want to be be doing a spoiler cast on in the the coming month when that comes out uh, but really quickly before you go, if you guys want to, uh, you know, read more about Spider-Man, uh, you can obviously read our full review, which we gave the TIG game a 10, which is uh, a very high honor because not a lot of games get that from us. Um, you can also read, we have a bunch of editorials and stuff about the game. Like Giuseppe did a really good uh, piece about swinging in Spider-Man. Uh, we also have a tips post about, you know, sort of uh, tips that can help you get through the game. Uh, Logan just did an editorial about the art book for the game that has some really cool insight from the developers. Uh, and then Tomas also did a while back an evolution of uh, Spider-Man and gaming piece. So if you want to compare the uh, the previous Spider-Man games to uh, Insomniac's by, uh, Marvel Spider-Man, you could read about that and sort of see the good and bad Spider-Man games that there have been. Because there have been plenty of good ones, but also some not very good ones. Uh, <laughs> so uh, with that, we'll close out here. Thank you everyone for listening, and uh, we'll see you around for the next spoiler cast.